What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to In Search Of. We're your host, Ashton and Sam. We're two accountants who binge podcasts by day and TV by night. Keep listening to find what you've been in search of. Hey, Sam. Hey, Ashton. What's up? Not much. We're a little tired today. We had a work event last night, which was fun. Shout out to Inflamo and Drew. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, celebrating us. We had like a little staycation at a hotel in Nashville called the Joseph. Sam did not stay. Uh, and you listened to previous episodes. You know why. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Do not like public space. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a nice hotel. Uh, if you're into hotels, but yeah, Sam Sam is not, so she did not stay. But we had a good time. So. I met the producer of this podcast. Yeah, you did for the first time. <laughs> yes, she met Jake, my husband, for the first time, which is kind of funny that y'all hadn't met yet. But um, you know, that's how things go now. No one leaves their house. Yeah, everything's remote. Yeah, which I think you and I might take this remote. Try to record. Maybe we can mm-hmm. like record ourselves, like um, my favorite murder does. You know, like now they like. Have you seen like they record themselves and they have the it's like the zoom call basically okay and that's their recording but anyways yeah like we've said we might show our faces one day just not today um so this episode is different we're both covering like original not just stories that aren't being covered by a podcast that we know of i mean some smaller podcast um has covered your story i there's got to be something that's covered my story i would be shocked if not but it's just not like you know, with the big popular ones. Yeah, that you we're see. not really like reviewing or recommending a podcast. We're, we're just, just telling, just a, telling story. a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and these are two Tennessee cases. And I feel like we kind of just started with Tennessee because we live here. So we kind of mm-hmm. know more of what's going on. But I'm excited to talk about this because, like, I feel like I really did some good. I mean, your story you kind of already knew about. Mine, I like 
really did research on it mm-hmm. and I I enjoyed it. Um so Yeah, I got a little preview of it last night. Oh, you yeah. were telling Ray. So <laughs> yeah, I was, I was. Like, Ashton's ready to go. I am I am ready to go. So, so you can go. Okay, I'll go first. So my story um or my case is on um Holly Bobo. So before I get into what happened to Holly Bobo, just a little bit about her. So at the time she was um, this, this crime took place in 2011. So at the time she was a 20 year old, um, she was a nursing student at University of Tennessee and she was from Darden, Tennessee, which is, uh, like an hour and a half West of Nashville. I'd never heard of it, but just a small town, not far from here. And her obituary states that she loved animals. She was caring, loving, and kind, and she sang in the church choir and I saw where singing was in her family. Uh, she was related to country singer Whitney Duncan, which I don't know who that is. I don't listen to country, so. I do, and I don't know. Okay, I was about to say, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so what happened to Holly Bobo? On April 13, 2011, like this seemed to be a normal morning at their house, H- Holly's mom and dad had already left for work, and Holly's brother was still sleeping. Um and Holly was supposed to be like going to nursing school that morning. And her mom had received a call from a neighbor that had heard screaming. Uh, and so her mom, Karen, called home and Holly's brother picked up the phone. And he had just woken up from their dogs bark- barking. And he said that Holly's car was still in the driveway. Um, and then again, like I said, she was supposed to be at school. So her mom at this point knows something's wrong. So um she then calls the cops but ends up calling the cops like from their own county so it's just kind of a mix-up and um her brother clint then looks out the window and he sees his sister talking to somebody in camo and assumes it's her boyfriend drew but drew was actually hunting that morning um on some of their family's land uh the bobo's family's land and karen calls back and Clint says he sees Holly speaking with Drew, but she's like, no, that's not, like, I know that's not true because um, he's hunting. And I think he had talked to them that morning, so, like, kind of confirming that that's what he was doing. So she tells Clint to get a gun and shoot the guy, which I was like, dang, like, she just gets right to it. But I did um, watch a video uh, of, like, some of the, the trial, and she had said she just, like, had an instinct and, you know, it's maybe, like, that mother's instinct. So um, then Clint, he's, like, not ready to grab a gun and just go shoot this guy. So he tries calling Drew and Holly, but neither answer. So the next thing he sees is Holly and the man disappear in the woods. And at that point, he decides to grab the gun. Um, when he does, he when he goes outside, he sees a puddle of blood by Holly's car. And then not long after this, the cops showed up and the search begins. So, I mean, like... You hear the stories of um, where things don't happen soon enough and you're just like you're wasting time. So it's kind of frustrating that like they were so on top of it at the time. But and it they watched her walk away. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're probably thinking to yourself like, OK, what the heck is up with the brother? Um, which he seems a little sketch, but we'll cover some more of that later. So anyways, the next day during the search, the cops found Holly's lunchbox, a piece of paper with her name on it, like they thought maybe some homework, and a pair of women's underwear. I don't know if they ever, like, confirmed that was her underwear. 
Um, after the search, the case went cold, and they did question a local man named Terry Britt. He lived near the Bobos, and he was um, a registered sex offender. He had been interviewed, and his home was searched, but no charges were ever brought against him. And there was actually one former TBI employee who um, did think that he was the prime, prime suspect. And I think he actually, like, they made him leave the force. Or there was just, like, a big disagreement because he was like, I can't work on this case because I think y'all are doing it all wrong. Like, I think this mm -hmm. guy is the suspect. Um <clears throat> And he thinks that because he matched the description that Clint had provided to the police, which was 5'10 to 6 feet tall and 200 pounds. And the people who were ultimately convicted for the murder, like, do not fit that description mm -hmm. at all. So three years later, three years later, the cops turned their focus to two brothers, Zach and Dylan Adams. They were also um, interested in their friends who were two cousins named Shane Austin and Jason Audrey, I think is how you say his name. These guys um, ran in a rough crowd. They bought and sold drugs, and in parentheses, I said meth. So <laughs> the, the bad that stuff. drug. <laughs> yeah, the hard stuff. Um, two other guys in the group that were questioned and charged, but the charges were eventually dropped, were Jeff and Mark Piercy. So basically, there's like six guys, and ultimately three of them get convicted and charged. So we don't know why the cops turn their focus to Zach and Dylan. And this is like where it gets really hard to understand like this case because there was no connection between them and Holly. Mm -hmm. So, and there was like no DNA or anything. So this was all like eyewitness statements um, and just speculation. But um, some suspect there was a connection between the Adams and Holly's brother, Clint. They think maybe a drug deal had gone bad and Holly stepped in the middle. People are suspicious of Clint's actions that morning, but he was questioned by the TBI and cleared. So, you know, but I don't know. I just, that kind of seems more to make more sense to me than just like, I mean, she had a boyfriend. It's like, there was no connection between her and right. these people, but anyways um dylan adams was arrested on weapon charges and so when he ha was arrested they brought him you know they brought him in and then they started questioning him about holly so like we don't know why when he was arrested on the weapon charges like they decided to question them about holly but he said that he saw holly alive at zach's house with jason and so this is kind of where it, like this all goes down he stated that zach was wearing camo shorts and that they had raped Holly and videotaped it. The cops searched for this video, and this led to the arrest of Jeff and Mark, but the ch charges were later dropped. So during the police investigation, Dylan also incriminated Shane Austin, Jace, Jason's cousin. And Shane, um, at one point, had agreed to show the police where Holly was for immunity, but he took the police to an empty patch of land and he ended up killing himself after the police revoked his immunity so there's just like a lot hmm. of just weird stuff going on um and so you know the question is like what evidence did the police have against zach there and zach was the main suspect so they have dylan's confession there was also but there's also been issues with dylan's confession because i there's some say he had a learning disability and some say he didn't. Okay. So they're, they question like, okay, was he, um, 
coerced yeah into making this Mm -hmm. uh confession because at the time like the community was it was a small community and they just wanted some they wanted to an answer yeah yeah yeah. so and you know cops do that sometimes they incriminate Mm -hmm. the wrong person just to like make everybody happy resolve it yeah. yeah um and there's also like politics involved like if you're coming up for what is it when they the chief of police i don't know yeah, all that stuff yeah. um so anyways so they had his confession they had a jailhouse snitch which we all know like jailhouse <laughs> snitches are like n- not what you should be basing a, your you know testimony or your defense off whatever yeah. um so while zach was in prison he supposedly told his cellmate the following i'm not worried because they got no body and they got no gun so that's basically what he said uh jason also this was a big thing jason testified against zach as a key witness so like their whole thing is dylan's confession to snitch and then jason's which all of these guys i mean besides the jailhouse snitch but like he's not he's not the best character but like oops all these guys were doing drugs and just like you know like their memory these stories you're like how is this very reliable but his confession was much different than Dylan's. He said he went to Zach's to buy drugs. When he got there, Holly was already dead, wrapped in a blanket. Jason helped Zach get rid of the body. They were going to dump her in the Tennessee River. When they got there, uh, Jason says Holly began to moan, and at that point, it, that's when Zach shot her. So in 2017, two, founders, two hunters found uh, human remains that were later identified as Holly's. The hunters found a bucket with contents, and the contents have never been released, so we don't know. But nearby that were Holly's remains, so I don't mm. know what would be if they if it weren't it, the bucket wasn't her because they found mm-hmm. her remains. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so that might just be something that they're keeping private in case someone else knows. Yeah, the one person who knows what that is has to yeah be connected. Um, so she did have a gunshot wound in her skull, so that is. I mean, it does tie back to, like, what was said. Yeah. Yeah. And she was found 10 miles from the Adams property. So, Hmm. you know, I don't know. It's just, to me, I feel like there just wasn't enough evidence to put those guys in jail. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing for me is, like, DNA. And, like, if you don't have DNA, it's really hard to convince me otherwise. Um, But, yeah, so after the trials were done... Zach Adams was charged with first-degree murder, kidnapping, and rape. He pled guilty on all charges and, w- and was sentenced to life in 2017. Uh, Dylan Adams pled guilty to murder and kidnapping. He'll spend 35 years in prison. And then Jason, charged with solicitation to commit murder and facilitation of especially aggravated kidnapping, he accepted a plea deal and was released in 2020, spending only a couple years in prison. So, also, it's like the first guy who talks to is going to get like the best deal. Right. So, the guy probably just thought like, "This is my way out." Yeah. Um. So, I just wrote a few notes like problems with this case, like no DNA evidence, all circumstantial. It was I said this earlier, but you know, Dylan was stated to have a learning disability, maybe chorus core. Coerced. This is going to turn into like a <laughs> English uh, <laughs> pronunciation podcast um, into a confession. And then, um, you know, was Jason a reliable witness? It was mentioned he was on drugs that whole day. So like, mm. you know, was there, you know, what was the connection between Zach and Holly? What was the motive? 
you know. Uh, people still suspect Terry Britt. And another issue was it was a small town and the judge knew the jurors. So, like, there was um, at one point, like, the judge was talking to the jurors about, like, a, bas- a, a football game and, like, getting them tickets to the football. And it's like you just can't have any of that. That just creates right. bias. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Holly, uh, Holly's mom also passed out on Stan and, like, while telling her story. Mm-hmm. And some people just thought this was they thought it should have been overturned at that point because um, it would be hard for jurors not to feel sympathy for her, Mm -hmm. for a grieving mother. So, you know, they're going to want to just put away anyone. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that, I mean, they found people guilty. They're spending time in jail. So Hmm. Holly's family might be satisfied and think, okay, like that's who did it. But I think there's a lot of people who still question a lot of things on that case so yeah that's interesting I didn't know all that mm-hmm. it was yeah I mean it was um there's a there's a lot more to the story but I'll my sources that I used for this just so we're you know got our butts covered uh was the Wikipedia obviously and then this article written by Amy Lamoru it's called all that's interesting article or all that's interesting yeah that's what it's called and then holly bobo's obituary obituary and then there was um i really liked this so if you're interested in this case and like want more information on it there is a law and crime network youtube video called the holly bobo case and um that kind of provided a different perspective for me and i really liked watching that video so if you want more info on it you can go there and now a word from our sponsors. That was good. Thanks. Um, mine is, I don't want to say it's a crime because I don't know, but it's more of like a mysterious death. Um, and this is of Lauren Agee, and she was my childhood friend. Um, I met her in the third grade I believe uh, we were on a dance team together and then when I was going into sixth grade my family moved so I met her here in Nashville and my family moved back to Chicago and her mom was our realtor and um, decided that she actually wanted to buy our house so they moved into our house Lauren moved into my bedroom um, and I left for how many four years and then I came back um my was it my sophomore my junior year of high school um and I was on then the high school dance team also with her so we we were friends for like 10 years or something like that um so Lauren was like I, I want to say like wild, but that sounds bad, but she was just like, she was so outgoing and like life of the party and like so funny. And she was like loyal to like almost a fault. Like you did not mess with Lauren or like anyone that Lauren was friends with. Um, but when she was, let's see this. So this happened in 2015. So she would have been, I don't know, 
how many years ago was that like five six seven so she was like 20 um (laughs) I can't count but I'm an accountant um she went to Wakefest which is in um Smithville Tennessee and it's on Center Hill Lake and it's like a wakeboarding competition but it's really just like a party weekend um So it was July 24th, 2015, and it was a Friday, and she drove down with her friend Hannah Palmer, who I was also friends with. Like, we went to each other's birthday parties, like, all that stuff when we were young. So she and Hannah drove down, and they were meeting up with Hannah's boyfriend. His name is Aaron Lilly, and Aaron's friend, um, Chris Stout. So they drove down on a Friday, and there was, um, like, surveillance video at a local bar, in Smithville um, on Friday and they were out until like two in the morning and then they went back to their campsite and their campsite was like on the side of a cliff and this cliff was like 90 feet to the water so it was like really high up and um, they they like set up a hammock like right on the edge of the cliff which is dangerous but like does not surprise me at all like well, that is 20 something... you're 20 you know you just don't think about those kind of things you're yeah like oh this would be cool and that <laughs> is like Lauren she was a daredevil like she would do anything anybody like dared her to do so um that is where they set up camp and so Friday night was the last time she was seen and then Sunday morning two fishermen were fishing um on the lake and they spotted like they didn't know what it was but they ended up they came upon lauren's body so um lauren's mom's name is sherry and she had been trying to reach lauren like i think on saturday like all day saturday and sunday and like hadn't heard from her text called didn't hear um And then once, like, Lauren's body was found and, um, you know, the people she was with were contacted, um, Hannah said that all four of them had gone to bed. um, And, like, in the middle of the night, some of them woke up and, like, realized she wasn't there. But, like, it is very much like Lauren to, like, go off and, like, meet somebody else and, like, just not disappear, but, like... There are so many people who are, like, camping at Wakefest that, like, if you, like, go to someone else's, like, campsite or something, it's, like, makes sense. So, they just suspected that she had gone off to meet somebody else um, and that she would be back. Well, obviously, she didn't come back. And so, they got up, you know, in the morning and Lauren's shoes and her keys and her, or not her keys, but her wallet um, and her phone were still um like where she had gone to bed so that was really strange especially for her to not have her phone like she always had her phone on her um so sherry didn't think that that made sense that like they would realize like she's missing and like under weird circumstances and not alert the police they did not call the police um they only found out Well, Sherry only found out that they knew that she had been missing for, like, a day and a half, like, after Lauren's body was found. So, um, Sherry was really suspicious. So, um, the day after, or maybe it was on Sunday, the day that Lauren was found, um, Chris had posted a picture on Instagram and, like, it was, like, a selfie of him and Hannah and Aaron were in the background and he originally posted best weekend ever and this was after Lauren's body was found and then he later changed the caption to say like 
had a really awesome weekend. Wake Fest 2015 went great or something. And Sherry's like, mm, my daughter died. Like, yeah, why? Wh- what, why what? are you saying that it went great? <laughs> yeah. And so all of this was like, she was like, something is like not adding up. This is not right. So um, Hannah and Aaron moved to Florida and Sherry hired a private investigator named Sheila Wysocki because the county um, sheriff just ruled it an accident and like did no investigation. And Sherry's like, I don't think that's right. So she hired Sheila Wysocki, who um, became a private investigator after like her college roommate was murdered. And she kind of helped um, put the pieces together with that. Um, But she's done a lot. And there's a uh, 2020 episode on Sheila Wysocki and Lauren Agee's case and one other case that she worked on. So, um, Sheila, and she made the podcast too. Right? Yes. So yeah. it's called without warning. Um, and it's like several parts. And I think now there's more episodes that are like not related to Lauren's yeah, case, but, um, cases, yeah, yeah the, I think it began with Lauren's case. Um, so she hired, I, I'm trying to, pull up the name of like the person who actually does it like the professional but she had someone um (laughs) um commercial break yeah we'll have to cut that out that'll be where our ads can go yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyway back on track so she had people come out to like the cliff where her body was found and they figured out that like the way the current was flowing that if she fell off of like the steep side of the cliff which makes sense like if you fall 90 feet like you will probably die like it's likely that she could have been killed that way that her body couldn't have drifted to the spot where um she was found because like the 90 foot side was like the far side compared to where her body was found. So it would have had to like go around the cliff and like way back. And then the other side that's close to where her body was found, it was only like a 30 foot drop. And so like the state that her body was found in like a 30 foot drop wouldn't have caused it. So they're thinking maybe something happened before. Yeah. So like a fall off either side wouldn't make sense for her death for her body to like have naturally gone to where it was found. Um, and then like on the 2020 show, there's a guy who like throws a dummy that was like her height and weight, like down the cliff. And like, it doesn't ever land in the water cause it gets stopped by like trees and the brush and like all this stuff that's like on the side of the cliff. Um, because the, the story then after, the the three of them saying oh she we thought we went off and like we had no idea that she like fell or died they then started saying well I mean she probably like got drunk and fell down the cliff so like the the story kind of starts to change yeah and so they're testing okay could she have gotten drunk and fallen off the cliff and well we're like I just explained about like the water and like the sides of the cliff that doesn't make sense and her body had no like scrapes which it's so like wooded and like weeds and stuff that like she would have had scrapes if she fell just straight down the cliff so it's like 
they're kind of thinking something happened to her before and they like threw her off pushed her off whatever like maybe maybe she was um not dead or like almost dead Mm -hmm. you know and then they pushed her off to make it look like yeah she had fallen in yeah so the autopsy on her body showed that she had hemorrhaging in her neck which is like a sign of strangulation mm-hmm. um and she didn't have any water in her lungs so which is like what happens when you drown right like yeah. if she had fallen off the cliff and, and like dropped into the water while she was still alive she would have drowned and had water in her lungs mm-hmm. yeah so she was dead before before she, she got fell in the off. water yeah and fell yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so sheila her suspicion was that Lauren was fighting back against something like she had gotten in a fight or was like fighting off something and had like blunt trauma to her head. Like some, someone hit her in the head, like not falling and hitting her head. And there, and that did show up in the autopsy Mm -hmm. was trauma to her head. Yeah. I mean, I guess one way or another there would have been if she fell or got hit. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Um, so there was also um, a photo that was taken from the medical examination that showed like a very distinct triangle um, on her abdomen and it was like a perfect triangle. And um, I, I, I can't remember who said this, but whoever was talking about it said that like if you are a fisherman or a canoeer, then you know that is like the exact like triangle of the tip of a canoe. And oh. it would have gotten there. So the thought is that after she died, she was laid face down on the canoe and, and like, like the, le- the lividity of like how your blood pools mm-hmm. when you die, it mm-hmm. pools like obviously on whatever side is like your bottom, mm-hmm. wherever you're laying. And so the blood pooled in like this triangle and left the mark. And so the thought is like they laid her body on this canoe thinking it would drown her and mm-hmm. her body would f- like fall to the bottom. Or like they put her in the boat and like swam at, or like rode, rode out. it out. And yeah. Yeah. To make. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, whether if that was the motive, they wanted it to make it look like she died on her own in the water or it just would like push her body away. I don't know. Um, but I don't know why I, so the detective that was on this case, um, had never, had never been trained or investigated a homicide before. So he really had no experience. Um, so after Hannah and Aaron moved to Florida, Sheila drives down to interview them. And there's a little video of Hannah being interviewed and um, they're they're like taking a break at the time. Oh, I remember this. Um, But she gets a call from Aaron and she's like, she's crying as she's like talking. So Aaron and Hannah are together. Boyfriend and girlfriend. girlfriend, Yeah. Yeah, They moved down to Florida. Okay. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. he's not there at the time while she's doing. Okay. Yes. I remember this from the podcast. Yeah. It's just Hannah sitting there and, um, she gets a call from Aaron and Sheila is like certain that Aaron says stick to the story um, because she, you know, I, I don't know if Hannah, I, I think Hannah would have to know that she's being taped, but I guess she doesn't think like anyone can hear it because I don't think Sheila's sitting right there with her anymore. Um, but 
I mean, this is just like further fueling the idea that like there's some Something's sort of cover up, up yeah. happening. So um, Sherry had filed a wrongful death suit and um, some other some other things that like went wrong with the investigation was that there was no rape test done on Lauren and there was no DNA connected c- collected from her body. Um, so again, it's like without DNA, it's like, it's just so really hard, hard to say. Um, and the originally the judge, um, dismissed it like right away and cleared everyone, um, with, from the fifth, amendment i guess um but it's been that's been overturned for hannah um i don't think like anything any more like interviews or anything have taken place or anything else like has happened in court um since it was overturned for hannah but um she and aaron are still in florida and i know sherry it just um i mean part of me is like thinks like well you know like maybe I guess kind of what happened and nothing will bring Lauren back but you know I also understand wanting to know what exactly happened. what happened mm-hmm. um and why and who and how um, well and if you're a mom and your daughter dies and you suspect that there's foul play like you want to like you want to know that for your daughter and you want to like bring justice. justice. For yeah. Her. Cause right now no one is being held responsible. Um, and she, um, she had a tattoo that said like breathe, um, and our dance team. So every year following the Hendersonville golden girls have breathe stitch, stitched into their competition outfit, like somewhere every oh, year. Cool. Um, and I know a lot of my friends have gotten like the same breathe tattoo, um, that she had tattooed on them, but it's very, it's very surreal because like, I have like old pictures and for whatever reason they'll like pop up on like Facebook or something and Lauren will be in them and it's like weird to like re kind of takes you back tell myself that like Lauren's not here anymore yeah and like when I think about like her in my room and her family still in my house and like the 2020 interview they interview in like our old living room and kitchen and stuff like that and it's, it's just, just like very close to home yeah literally like yeah literally yeah. in my home <laughs> yeah. so yeah yeah that um that was an interesting case I remember when you and I became friends and we became friends over all of this mm-hmm. stuff and somehow we got on the topic of like what interest like what why did we start into, into this yeah. yeah and mine was that I was just a weird kid who watched I survived <laughs> on tv and yours was a more personal yeah thing for for Lauren so um, you know, if people can judge me for my interest in it because I have no good back <laughs> reasoning. <laughs> you have actually good reasoning, but, um, yeah, I think that's, um, it's a hard story because it just, it doesn't make sense. And you're just like, it just sucks sometimes when and that's kind of like with Holly too. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe her same, her family is satisfied. But I know, like, a lot of the public isn't, mm-hmm. you know, like, because some people, you know, it's just like everybody just wants justice and they just want to find out, like, yeah, you know, we don't put the right people in jail. But um, 
I thought that was, I remember when I first started listening to the podcast, I, I don't even think you know this, but I like wakeboarded growing up. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So when it was like wake fest yeah. and her, them going to like a wakeboarding competition, I was like, oh, I didn't even know that happened here. But yeah, I, I wakeboarded like my whole life and oh, then really? I, I did, I can't do anything cool, but <laughs> I, mean, I can get up and like jump wake to wake. Yeah. But I was in a competition one time when oh, I was really? a kid. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I placed. Oh. <laughs> I was just going to ask. No, I, don't. I really was like the bear man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was ironic because like, it's like of all the places, a wakeboarding yeah, competition. It's, it's very like, I don't think I even knew what wakeboarding was until I came here. It's pretty popular because Hendersonville's on the lake. And I mean, yeah, Center Hill Lake is not. Obviously and where, in where I live in Louisiana, there, well, my parents live on the lake now. But like growing up, we would always go out to that lake. Yeah. And, so, yeah, I mean, if you if you don't have a lake by you or if you live would, in Chicago, yeah, I was not, you're not going to You are not wakeboarding in like Lake Michigan. <laughs> yeah. um. But I, I thought that was just like interesting thing because I always forget that there is still water here in Tennessee. Yeah, um, I just feel. Yeah, I feel landlocked. But then I'm like, oh, there are still like lakes and we're not a totally just dry area (laughs) but um well that was good I I think that's a really good story and if you want to listen to the podcast without warning um it's a very like in-depth I mean Mm -hmm. she goes through like every single interview call yeah like every single thing she's got the recordings um yeah that was one of my I have to cite my sources it was uh, memory <laughs> and that podcast uh-huh. and there was one I was just trying to pull up it's called chilling crimes it's oh. a blog which I okay. mean a lot of times they're like very like amateur but mm-hmm. I feel like this one is pretty um pretty good and in-depth so yeah well hopefully I mean people who listen to this maybe it will bring more attention to both of these cases and you never know I don't know I think it's important to hear this stuff especially for like Lauren's case it's important to talk about it and to get people interested in it um if the right people aren't you know being Mm -hmm. prosecuted for it so anyways that's all I got I don't have anything else no we were talking about that nurse so that might be like an, an we might do like an episode on um, yeah. like nurses or so something. So background on that, yeah. I don't know if you followed our Instagram because we have shared some stuff on it, but there's a Vanderbilt nurse here that is um, on trial right now and I think was found guilty, but I think she's waiting to find out like how much time she spends. But she, I guess, uh, made a mistake in um, the dosing for a patient and the patient ended up dying. Yeah, she over she overrode the system and pulled out the wrong drug which to me feels intentional like if you had to override the system Mm -hmm. to get the drug out then wouldn't you know but i don't i don't know how that works like i don't know i mean i don't know i would like to get an opinion like i need to talk one of my best friends is a nurse in new orleans i need to ask her like what she thinks because i know a lot of nurses have come forward because they're like we can't be prosecuted every single time we make a mistake right like human error like if i went to jail for all the mistakes i make in my job <laughs> oh, God. oh boy life we sentence be, yeah literally <laughs> we would be like on death row probably <laughs> right um so yeah that's an interesting case and that kind of goes back to the 
serial killer story that I told with the nurse. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it can happen. I mean, people, right. but again, if, um, if it was a mistake, how do you, how do you right. handle that mistake? So maybe we'll, we'll talk about that, but we'll have more episodes like this. We're going to kind of incorporate them with mm-hmm. our, we're still going to do our in search of recommendations, but this is just more, it's fun. I think for us to do this kind of research and to bring attention to maybe some cases that aren't, um, you know, haven't been covered by some of the bigger ones, but anyways, that's all I got. That's all she wrote. I don't know what that's from. I think I like a really old movie or something. Anyways. All right. Bye, Sam. Bye, Ashton. Thanks for listening to In Search Of. Don't forget to review, subscribe, and follow our podcast to stay up to date on the latest episodes. If you want more information on In Search Of, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.